Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live, uh, this is episode 12. We took a week off because real life occurs, uh, but we're happy to be back. And uh, Jim, how are you? I, I am doing well, Tom. How about yourself? I'm awesome. Oh, we're, we're not recording early in the morning like we did last time, uh, so no coffee. I do have a different beverage, uh, and we'll see if that plays a factor in uh, our conversation. <laughs> We're uh, we're more burning the midnight oil here than uh, <laughs> than waking the roosters, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a little late, but you know, not too late. And hey, it's the time when it worked for us to get together and talk wrestling, and that's what we love to do. So that's here right. we be. Um, I should say uh, uh, back up to a um, an update, maybe from the last episode. Um, I did talking about figures. Um, I did yesterday pick up. Uh, four of the first six AEW figures, uh, local Walmart. Dude, you're them. lucky. Um, Brickseek, have you been using Brickseek? No. When we sign off here, I'll, I will teach you the ways of Brickseek. Um, it tells you when they're in. Um, and But I, I did learn the first day that I went there on Sunday, on Saturday, they said they were in at one of the Walmarts locally. Sunday, I went, nothing. The... The pegs were there, had the stickers, nothing on the pegs, said they had six or more. And I'm like, oh, and I should have probably found a staff member, but I just didn't want to be that person. Um, so Monday I got up and it said they had three to four. And I'm like, like, come on, of course. So took a lunch break, ran over again. And sure enough, they had Jericho, Kenny Omega, um, and the Young Bucks um, hanging on the pegs, perfect cards. You know, they're okay. They're good. Um, their faces are, and they look to be smaller in, uh, they're about the same height as a Mattel figure, but just width, I guess. I don't know what I want to say there. Um, their heads just look really tiny to me on there compared okay. to a Mattel figure. Um, but they're good. Um, you know, it's series one. They're going to get better as they go along on these. Um, and I want this series because it's series one. I feel like it's going to probably be the one that, you know, has some value down the road, maybe. Uh, so I've got those four. Um, they're not displayed at all yet. They're still sitting in Target or Walmart bags um, across from me here because I am completely out of shelf space on my bookcase. So it's time to get some more shelving. Um, no Cody yet, and nobody really is finding Brandy unless you ordered her from ringside. Uh, Brandy apparently is going to be in the replenishment cases that come out. So was that a low? Was she just low produced? Uh, from she said she will be. In, she will end up being less, and which will make her more valuable in the end. And I don't. Again, I think we talked about this last show. I don't really tend to buy female figures, um, but since I probably want to complete that whole set if I can, I'll probably snag her if I find her. That's uh, cool. And of course, I'd love to find one of the Jericho or Cody chases, but that ain't going to happen. So right, I I haven't looked since last Thursday. Uh, so I probably missed my window knowing here, but either way, Walmarts are closing early here. Are they closing early where you live too? They, they've been closing at eight 30. Um, okay. now they're closing at 10. Um, Hey, what's your zip code here? Well, everybody listens to us. Let me check for you. Tom. Yeah, it's four, nine, five, four, eight. And while, Everybody's listening to us while yeah. we do a live Brixie check, I should like save my, or share my screen. So anybody who watches the YouTube can see what I'm doing here. Um, well, everybody finds out, is Tom going to go on a Walmart run first thing tomorrow morning? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we're done recording. I'm going to go break in the front door. No. <laughs> uh, the, the only one uh, in a, what, is, what are they checking here? A, I don't know how many mile radius. Uh, Muskegon, 35 miles away from you, does have six of them in stock. Yeah, well, when I used to travel regularly for work, Muskegon <laughs> right. was a very regular destination. And I'm sure that I would have stopped at Walmart numerous times aw figures or not but that's probably not in the cards but we will I, i'm glad i have the gift of this now and i will be looking forward to you uh educating me more about Brickseek after yes. we record and, and there's a different site for target that i don't think works as well but anyways um well now that you've all listened to four and a half minutes of us babbling about <laughs> um <laughs> Shout out to our friend Annette, uh, who gave us a really nice review on uh, a message uh, Facebook group, I guess, that you and I are both a part of um, and talked about. Um, she could really hear our passion for the figures come through. Um, I probably made it sound like I have more figures than I do. I mean, I've got more than my wife thinks I should have. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, I, I've seen collections that are way, 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 way bigger than mine. Um, 
someday, I don't know, I'll have more as things come along and, and things that I said last week that I'm going to definitely buy. We'll see um, if I ever find them sometimes out here. Um, although I'm now at a point where if I really want it, I'm just going to order it online because I'm not, not fighting AEW. I wanted to try to find in the stores though. And four out of six. So I'm getting that's, that. That's part of the fun too. So yeah, no, after we recorded last time, I was, I was all up in Megalopolis's business and uh, had fun checking out that site. Um, yeah. And appreciate Annette very much for, uh, for, for engaging us in conversation in that way. Uh, I saw it and I saw your response and it was in between tasks. So I didn't have the chance to respond. One of the things I did want to, uh, respond to so I, i'll do it here so Annette, this is a easter egg for you um you had asked the question about the first figure uh yeah. that, that, that we bought and i didn't see your response so i'd love to hear hear you tell that real quick before we actually get on to why we're here tonight um but for me it was um and, and, I, and i'm wrestling because this is quite a while ago it's probably 31 years ago um but it was uh the hasbro wwf series and it was either jake the snake or demolition axe and it was at a kmart in traverse city michigan which is oh, wow. traverse city is in northern michigan but we were on our way to we, my grandparents retired there and we were on our way north and uh for some reason we stopped there and the, and i think the the retail price was like 4.99 right I, I, I think pretty sure that was what those those figures ran uh, back in the day. And I'm pretty, pretty sure that I had like literally $6 to my name, you know, and, uh, we went in and it was, it, it was only, it was one of those two. I can't remember specifically. I know I had both at one point, uh, down the road, but that day I walked out of there as gleeful as I could be with, uh, with one of those two guys. And again, I had many figures in that, in that set of all those series that followed. And, I gave them my cousin when I was a teenager, and that was the worst decision. One of the worst decisions I've ever made. <laughs> mine, mine now was Hulk Hogan's LJN. Um, so I started with the LJNs. I'm just uh, a hair older than you. Um, so, um, yeah, started with the LJNs. I, I think we got four when we got the first set, I guess, or whatever you want to say. And for some reason, the four that stick in my head are Hogan, uh, George the Animal Steel, Andre the Giant, um, and Randy Macho Man Savage. Um, we had most of the early series of LJNs as they went along. Uh, towards the end, didn't get LJNs. And then we did end up getting Hasbros. I think the LJNs kind of dried up in our area. Um, and those later series got a lot harder to find, I know. Um, and so I think they dried up in our area. And then we started to get the Hasbros, had a whole bunch of the Hasbros, had Jake, had Demolition. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of those um, as well down the road. But um, yeah, Hogan was was definitely in the first, and that's kind of the iconic, you know, wrestling figure when people think of one is that LJN Hogan. So uh, that was that was my first figure. So uh, don't have them anymore. I I don't know if we gave them away or we sold them at a garage sale, or maybe we threw them away. I really hope we didn't do that. Um, but yeah, some of the toys I wish I had back from those days. I had the the Star Wars Luke Skywalker with a little lightsaber came out of his hand and. Uh, that are worth just a whole lot more money than we paid for them at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the only LJN I have is a, is a loose Ricky, the dragon steam mode in, in pretty darn good condition. Uh, <clears throat> I, that's a collection I'd like to go back and collect sometimes, but they're so bulky um, and they're harder to display. Um, so I just haven't gotten other than because I collect everything from steamboat. Um, I did buy his loose. So Got a carded Hasbro of him. But anyways, on to, on to things that aren't wrestling figures. Almost 10 minutes into this. Uh, we're turning into like the wrestling figure podcast. Um, there's a Fully Posable covers that. So they're they're really good. Um, if you haven't listened to Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast and you like figures, go check Jeff and Scott out. They're good guys. But we're going to talk wrestling news this time around. And just kind of a hodgepodge of different things that Tom and I had on the list. There isn't a pay-per-view coming up this week uh, for any preview. Look for that to come late next week. Um, we'll get uh, SummerSlam and, and TakeOver with picks and all of that kind of stuff, update our our standings as Tom continues to just smash me into the ground um, in our pickums. but we'll talk about that more next week. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, let's start off with last week, Raw, um, 
Raw's trying some new stuff, uh, and, and all of WWE in some ways, but Raw, especially Shane McMahon, was announced as coming back, and uh, he introduced in the third hour of Raw, um, not for all of it, but in parts of it in that third hour, the 10 o'clock hour Eastern time, uh, Raw Underground, which is kind of a, it's not brawl for all, because uh, those were actually shoots. Um, these are our worked shoots. They're supposed to look like a shoot fight, but they're worked, of course. Um, to me, it's got a little bit, I just saw bits of it, but before Chikara shut down, um, they were doing the Crucible, and they had Crucible rules matches, which were kind of this style, although they, they had two-minute time limits on those, um, so they had to be quick, where these just are, are ending quickly, um, regardless of any sort of time limit. Um, cause Shane's very clear to say and continually say and say way too many times that there are no rules at raw underground. Uh, but last week we saw, uh, the debut of Daba Kato, uh, who is, who was Baba Tunde, which I thought was a cool enough name. I don't know why I had to change it. Um, but, uh, Daba Kato, uh, we also saw Eric of the Viking Raiders win a fight. Dolph Ziggler won a fight. Um, and the Hurt Business finished this show. And then the Hurt Business, yes. Just, just beating dudes up. Yeah, beating people up and, and winning matches to start with and then just beating everybody up. Uh, and then last night on Raw, um, we saw um, some more Arturo Huas, uh, who had worked some Evolve shots and a little bit in NXT, mostly as an enhancement guy in NXT, though. Um, got to show off some of his wares. He is a, a Muay Thai fighter, I think. Caboera something. Um, he's got a nasty wheel kick. Uh, so watch for that. Um, uh, but he he won a fight. Uh, we also had trying to remember who else showed up there. Uh Shayna Baszler was the big one. Um, after Dabakato came out and just uh destroyed a guy by grabbing him in the nuts and then punching him in the face. Uh, because I don't know why he needed to do that. Um, probably no because he's like a monster and he could. No rules at Raw Underground. No rules. I mean, he could have just destroyed the guy who was like half his size, but now nah, he grabbed him. Um, and then Shayna came out and they kind of had a face off, which I was like, well, that would be interesting. Um, and then Shayna beat up three girls. Um, it didn't really have a big climactic ending last week. Um, one of my things with Raw Underground, tell me what you're thinking about it, Tom. Uh, I don't understand the point of it yet. Um, it's just kind of a thing they're doing. Um, they don't seem to be tracking wins and losses. It doesn't seem like they're calling anybody out, starting any feuds off of it. I thought it was a way maybe in week one to introduce Dabakato. Um, and it is maybe, and we'll see if he ever comes out of the underground and into raw. Um, I don't know. Just kind of feels like a thing they're doing that maybe they don't even know what they're doing with it yet. So, so let's park on that statement for one second. If you don't know what you're doing with it yet, why are you doing it? Right. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're that desperate, why are we in an era where you're just throwing something out in the hopes that it sticks? And and they, and they that's the thing. They've done that down in the past, on the road. Um, and sometimes it's worked out. Sometimes it has actually hit. But... Give me something to care more about. So, like, I didn't, I'm not caught up yet on last night's episode. So, thanks for sharing what happened um, to, to, to bring me up to speed. My wondering, the, the fact that you didn't mention that the Hurt Business continued to do what they did in week one makes me yeah. go, why the heck not? They were not involved in Raw Underground for even a moment last night. Right. So, like, that's, that's frustrating. You know, when I think about how it ended on week one, to not have any follow-up with their involvement in week two just goes, what type of thought are you putting into it? And I wish there was something like a time limit or rounds or you you name it. You make it up, right? Be creative, uh, whoever is behind this. And if you're trying to be cool, like, I'm sorry, but Shane McMahon, you're not cool. Like, I know you wear Jordans and that's hip and that's fresh and... You had girls dancing with bikinis and that's, ah, that's they hot. got rid of the girls. Oh, so see the feedback from week one was obviously to not objectify women. So that's good. Um, Cause that's, a, they, they missed the mark there. Um, but the bottom line is I hope that, that something else comes out of this, but to your point, Daba Kato, right? right? Have him, 
have his have him win in 10 seconds and then the next week it's seven seconds or whatever amount of time right and then and then someone comes in and then they start challenging for that record or, or that spot and then then it builds the issue and you actually want to see you know hey he's been knocking guys out or putting them out in x amount of time this person comes along and now it's this you 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 have some emotional investment at that point yeah um i i did forget one match i was just looking it up while you were talking there tom uh, riddick moss also won a match last night so i i really apologize for leaving a main eventer off like that former 24 7 champion riddick moss um and that's the, and my shot is at their booking not at riddick moss in any way shape or form um he actually um now now that i saw that he uh he fought Cal Bloom, who was the son of Wayne Bloom uh, from the Beverly Brothers, for a callback there, uh, back to the early '90s. Um, so, um, and and who I've I've heard they're kind of high on Cal Bloom, but they had him get beat by Riddick Moss at Raw Underground last night. So apparently, not not too high yet on him. Um, and, 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 and I agree, Tom. Totally, it's. It, I guess it's interesting. It, it's not makes me want to tune in and see what happens next. Interesting. It's just like, what the heck are we doing here? Interesting. Did it, did it still, did it still go in only in the third hour last night? Only in the third hour. And it okay. did not close the show last night. Okay. Well, so, I mean, so that's kind of cool in the way of like, you know, Hey, if, if it does interest you, if, if it's something that as a fan, you're watching raw and you're like, you know, this actually piques my interest it's obviously a hook to keep people around and, and maybe they're not tuning in before that, but obviously I think their hope would be that, that, that people are tuning in before that. It, this is, this is, I would, I would um, it, I not agree, but I think that you and I would share the same opinion that Shayna Baszler is made for something like this. Arturo Huas is made for something like this. There's other people as well. It's also a great way to probably freshen some things up and give a different platform for talents. I was really surprised to see Dolph Ziggler. But I thought it was a good, re it could be a good reboot coming off of the whole thing with with Drew McIntyre. But at the I didn't think too, Eric, like Eric, why Eric? Right. So I, the thing with Ziggler that I did think was good was McMahon talked about how he was the the winningest person in Kent State wrestling history or something along those lines. So he gave a reason for why was Dolph there, which I, I agree with you. I think was really good. Um, I did see Isaiah Swerve Scott standing around the ring last night, and my first thought was if he's not going to fight. Why is he there? Um, he's a featured performer on 205 and NXT. Don't just have him as an extra. Um, you know, if he's not going to fight, don't have him just standing there. That it just those little things annoy me. Same thing with um, when they have people in the stand or in the like when Shotzi Blackheart has been at Raw or SmackDown. Um, Shotzi has a very unique look, even with a mask on her face. That Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> um, don't put her in the crowd. You got plenty of trainees that nobody knows who they are. Put them in the crowd. Um, and then 10 years from now, when they're big stars, we can have a fun time going back and go, hey, remember during coronavirus when, uh, you know, John Smith, the big WWE champion, was standing in the crowd over there? Wasn't that fun? Um, kind of like we can go back to the, um, oh, what were they? Adam Rose's uh, Rosebuds. Yeah. Um, you know, and Becky Lynch was a Rosebud and Alexa and Braun Strowman and and so many other guys who are now on, on the show. Uh, anyways, that's an aside. So we're underground uh, to be determined, but Tom and I so far are scratching our head at what exactly the point here is. Uh, the rating did go up a little bit last week, I know. Um, and and last night's ratings just <clears throat> came out and uh, they went up just slightly. Um, but hour three is still the lowest uh, hour. Um, although the last two, two weeks with Raw Underground in them have done just over 1.6 million, where the week before that they did 1.46 million. Um, so maybe people are tuning in a little bit for that. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Or maybe they're tuning in for, uh, something that, that I've read. WWE doesn't even know really what the end game yet is for. And again, if you don't know the end game, why are you putting it on TV? <laughs> um, and that is, uh, our friends retribution. Uh, there are five of them last week, uh, starting with raw and both on raw and SmackDown. There've been these, uh, you know, the lights have been dimming or the, the mics have been cut or things like that. Um, if you see any changing uh, in Tom's lighting behind him, I know I mentioned it to him right before we started. Uh, we don't believe Retribution is outside of Tom's house. So he is safe, we do believe. Um, they were in Orlando last night. So we think they're not in Michigan tonight. Um, however, um, 
five people, at least one is a female. I, it kind of seemed like two. Although I've read that the five people who stormed the ring um, on SmackDown last week are not necessarily the five people who will be revealed as the members of Revolution or Retribution. I keep wanting to say Revolution. Um, they may have been stand-ins. People are trying to, to discern by the voices. I saw a number of people saying they were sure Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano were two of the voices. Um, maybe. Um, Ciampa was hiding his beard really well if he was there. Um, so I kind of don't think it was him. Um, some people have said Dijakovic will be in this. He clearly was not one of the guys on, on Friday night. None of those guys were big enough to be Dominic Dijakovic for sure. Um, I Okay. I love factions, so let's start with that. So I love that we have a new faction coming in. Um, I like some mystery. You know, who's the mystery partner going to be? Who's the mystery entrant going to be? Um, who are these five people under the hoods? Okay, I like that. Uh, I don't get, there have been some people who have been saying um, that this is modeled after Antifa, Antifa, whatever, whatever you know, um, political, the political group. Um, I don't catch that. And, and I think that's people looking for something that isn't there personally. Um, you know, they're not saying anything political They're Yes. They're against the establishment, but they're telling a story and, and they're in the WWE universe. So if they're going to cause chaos, of course, they're going to be against the WWE establishment. Um, and they're far from the first faction who's ever been against the establishment. Yes. They're wearing black ski masks and things like that. But again, I don't know. I guess I don't see the political slant to it that some people are trying to uh, draw to it. Um, my only hope or my only fear followed by hope. Um, my fear is that this is going to be like, say the Nexus where it comes in. It's the focus for about four or five or six weeks. It's really cool. And then they do nothing with any of these people once they reveal them. Um, I, I, I just don't know. And, and hard to tell, I guess, without knowing who they are, um, what we think their chances on the main roster are. Um, but, uh, they did cut the ropes at SmackDown. Um, and Tom, you've seen SmackDown. So here's my thing with the rope cutting. I, I thought the chainsaw was fine, but every rope that guy cut, he turned around and cheered like he just won the world series. And then he <laughs> cut the next rope and then he turned around and cheered again. Like he won the world series. And then he cut the next rope. Uh, like he didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> like he was surprised. <laughs> like, Hey, we're guys. Um, <laughs> I just, what in the world? Um, so that part was really just shake, made me shake my head. Um, it was last night they, they did the chainsaw. lights thing again. What's that? It was his first time using a chainsaw. <laughs> right. Hey, it really worked. <laughs> um, I hit the rope in the right spot that was gimmicked so it would break. Um, last night there was more more lights things. There was an important time when the lights went out. You haven't seen Raw yet, so I'm going to leave that alone and, and let you see when that happened. Um, it it worked for the story that was happening in the ring that the lights went out at that point. Retribution rep. Yeah. Retribution was not involved outside of that. And they threw a cement block through a glass door last night. So not, not a lot of major movements on that. Um, what do you, what are you feeling about retribution, Tom? Yeah. So uh, it, it was interesting when, when I saw the blurb a week ago, Monday uh, before their debut, when they lit the, the, the generator on fire through the, through the Molotov cocktails, uh, and they hyped the, like the debut of a, a new group. I didn't I didn't realize that that was like their thing on that night, and they were behind all the other stuff. I actually thought the way the show ended a week ago Monday that the Hurt Business was like rebranding themselves because they were all dressed up and they were spiffy, and they took over Raw Underground. And I was like, but this faction already exists. And and then a couple of days later, of course, then it came out in like WWE.com or tw their Twitter feed. They're like, oh, we've learned the name and it's, it's Retribution. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll wait to see what happens. So then, of course, watching SmackDown. Um, yeah, five people. I, I thought, to your to echo your point, I thought it was five or three males and two females last Friday. Uh, I hope that it's not, that the reveal isn't who we are actually seeing because they don't look intimidating at all in, in their physical stature. Uh, they all look like they're <laughs> yeah, it looks a little goofy to me. So um, that, that, those are my initial thoughts. And, and whenever the reveal happens, it's going to have to be something bigger than lights going out or rope cutting or 
attacking someone or scaring the announcers away. Like you're going to have to like create an unexpected title change or I don't know if there's a stipulation match and someone loses and you didn't expect that to happen at all. Right. But it's there, but they're the ones behind it just to have more of an impact. I think. My, my fear for their impact is that they're going to, um, you know, chase Akira Tozawa. Um, and if we get the ninjas versus retribution, we won't be able to tell anybody apart and it's going to be just a cluster. Um, I, you know, SummerSlam coming, you got to figure they're going to play some maybe major role at SummerSlam. There's a lot of rumors about payback being the week after SummerSlam, which is just really bizarre. Mm. Uh, They've apparently put it on the calendar. They haven't announced anything. So could they do something at SummerSlam that sets up some big multi-man match with Retribution at payback? And that's why they're going to have payback. Um, You know, kind of like the old Survivor Series and then this Tuesday in Texas uh, a few years back few years back like 30 um just a few <laughs> 28 whatever it was um but um you know but until they announce the payback is for sure on that week you know the things can obviously change too um uh, yeah so i don't know something's got to happen there and i agree it's got to be something big it can't be you know i just joked about 24 7 title it can't be that um they did flip a car over last night too no mention on commentary as to whose car it was just it was a car they had it flipped over and they were like kicking it and hitting it with bats and okay you, you and, flipped car over. and in the at least in the first two things raw and smackdown from last friday no one stood up to them no one there people are afraid i'm guessing that happened last night too. Nope. no one's no one's standing up to them nope. um uh, a after right before right after they threw the cement block through a window some random security guy ran up to them and said you guys got to get out of here um and then they left <laughs> um, okay you know all right that's meanwhile on smackdown while they beat down that you know female trainee granted they made it very clear that it was a female beating up the female trainee so thankfully nobody can get all worked up about that um nobody tell lance storm it wasn't an intergender match but um <sighs> sorry he had a opinion um but uh you know none of the other trainees helped (laughs) me even the ones around didn't help nobody came from the back i agree with you like you know this turns into why won't anyone help sting um you know from the old wcw days so uh two things they're they're trying new things i'll give them that they are trying new things um, perhaps introducing new characters that may mean something, hopefully, um, in both cases with Dabakato in uh, Underground and then also whoever Retribution ends up being. Um, I would be fine with Ciampa being kind of the leader of Retribution um, because I think he could do a really good job of that. And we all know he can cut promos um, phenomenally, but why not then even disguise his voice and have him start doing that if that's where we're headed? Um, because right now it's just a bunch of people running around going, ah, 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 we're taking over. Ah, ah. Nothing like, I don't know. It's, it's late at night, people. That's what I think. Um, let's go to something that I think is being built a little bit better um, than Retribution or Raw Underground. No shock, it's on NXT. Um, and that is the Adam Cole-Pat McAfee situation. Uh, McAfee had Cole on his show a couple of weeks back. Uh, made some short jokes or talked about him being on the smaller side. And in, in what I didn't think was a work at the time because of the language used, um, Adam Cole went off on Pat McAfee and dropped F-bombs and, I mean, was cussing up a storm. You wouldn't think in the PG world of WWE, and granted it didn't happen on WWE programming, um, you wouldn't think that would be okay. So I really thought it was a shoot um, and that he lost his cool. And maybe it was, but I don't think it was now. Everything fell in a line way too perfectly, way too fast. Um, I think this was the plan. Um, so we're headed towards Adam Cole and Pat McAfee at uh, TakeOver 30 uh, the night before SummerSlam. Um, we also have so far uh, for that TakeOver Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. We don't want to get into picks necessarily um, on that show um, yet, as we'll do that next week. But also uh, they're doing a five-way ladder match for the North American vacant title. Uh, Bronson Reed is in that match. Damian Priest is in that match. There will be a three-way this week between Kushida, Cameron Grimes, and a mystery opponent. Here we go with the mystery again. Uh, maybe it'll be somebody from Retribution. Who knows? <laughs> but um, 
they fill the they'll fill the third spot, and then the four men who did not lose the fall in their match. So Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Ridge Holland, and whoever doesn't lose the fall on Wednesday night will meet in two singles matches in I guess a week from now um, to determine the last two spots. Uh, all that being said, let's talk about Cole McAfee uh, for a minute. I have to admit, if you would have told me Adam Cole is going to face Pat McAfee at TakeOver before the interview happened on the radio and last week's build happened, I would have said, God, why are they wasting Adam Cole on this schmuck? Um, you know, he was a good punter. He likes to be bombastic. It's kind of his thing. But why? Why? Um, after those two things have built up, I kind of want to see Adam Cole kick the crap out of Pat McAfee. So they've they've done an okay job turning me around on that. How are you feeling about the build, Tom, for Cole yeah, and McAfee? Yeah, I thought it was really enjoyable. And I thought, um, while I wasn't a fan of the tag title match being a backdrop to this, uh, yeah. especially because Kyle O'Reilly returned and he looked in to be in great shape and had a kind of a new, cool look. Um, I'm never a fan, really, when they have like big matches that are backdrops to angles, unless in rare circumstances. Um, so that didn't click for me. So I needed to make sure that I, I, I spoke to that. That being said, I didn't did not diminish how I liked how this came together. It's a little odd though, because in a way, why is Pat McAfee this super jerky heel guy? Because that's not. I mean, he's 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 the celebrity. So typically you don't have the celebrity come in and they're the bad, the bad guy. Um, and Adam Cole has been perpetually the leader of the undisputed era and devious and, you know, had a 403 day title reign and relied on every trick in the book to stay champion. And now here, um, this issue is afoot and it, it appears that he's being positioned as the person we should be getting behind and we want to want to see him hopefully get revenge because he got his head kicked off. Yeah. They, they definitely turned the undisputed era. He, uh, baby face last week in my eyes. Um, you had them lose to Imperium, you know, after being distracted by, by the issue between Cole and McAfee. Um, and then, and then McAfee absolutely doing heelish things throughout his commentary. And then, you know, kicking a man while he's not ready for it is, is certainly heelish. Uh, so I, uh, I think it's interesting to turn them babyface at a point when I kind of thought maybe the Undisputed Era had done all they could in NXT and might be ripe for a call-up uh, to the main roster. I wouldn't think you'd turn a babyface right before that. You'd think you'd want to get a little bit out of a babyface turn, although it was a strange turn, um, if, if it was even. Um, and it may only be for this one match, and then we go right back to them being dastardly heels. Um, We've seen that before in, in WWE and in other wrestling places. Um, so I, I think that's really good. I love um, to flip to the, the takeover build really quick. Uh, Shirai and Kai are going to have a great match. I, I have no no fear there. They've done a nice job of making Kai um, a focal point here the last few weeks, um, which I've, I've wanted to see because I've always liked Dakota Kai. Um, and I really like this kind of, I just don't give a crap um, persona that she has now, um, about anybody else. You know, she only cares about herself kind of thing. Um, and I love that they're putting new names in the NXT North American title, uh, picture because that really had almost become a second world title. Um, as far as who it was that was always competing for it. And, and then it got merged. Um, obviously when Keith Lee won, uh, or, or I don't know if merged is the right word, but the same guy was holding them both. And uh, I love that Bronson Reed is getting a chance here at TakeOver. Um, I was happy that Dexter Loomis was getting a chance, although he got injured, so he's not going to be um, in that ladder match anymore. Um, thought maybe Ridge Holland was going to be my guy, but he's still got another chance, um, even though in the fantasy league that Tom and I are in, I've now dropped him again. Um, but uh, Damian Priest, I, right now, if you, you know, without knowing who the other three people in the match will be, besides Bronson Reed and Damian Priest, uh, you know, Priest is going to go in as the favorite, you would think, uh, depending on on who, because they definitely seem to be behind him. Uh, but I, I like that they're they're doing it in a way where they're trying to put new names into that mix. You know, right now for this Wednesday, two out of the three names we know are are Grimes and Kushida, both new to the title pictures um, in NXT as well. Who knows who that third person will be? 
maybe it'll be Kyle O'Reilly. Who knows? Um, so I, I've liked that part of it. Um, you know, if you would have told me Bronson Reed was going to be in a three-way with, um, who was he with, Gargano and Roddy. Roddy and Roddy Strong. Strong. Yeah, thank you. Um, if you would have told me Bronson Reed was was walking out the winner of a three-way match like that, the way they used him so far, I no, that wasn't going to happen. Um, I like Bronson Reed. There's something about him that I just clicks for me. Um, the thick boy, as he calls himself. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see that. I don't know how you're seeing that build. Yeah, one more one more comment on on Cole. Just a wondering that I have is if they're not turned um, formally or informally, um, could this be the first crack in the undisputed era? Uh, could Adam Cole's mouth have finally written a check that is that, that he can't cash? Because uh, it, it seemed like what transpired with, again, Fish and O'Reilly getting distracted, causing them to lose their shot at the titles, becoming four-time champs. They mentioned in the commentary that Roderick Strong was telling Cole, hey, knock it off, pay attention to the match, you know, don't worry about McAfee. Yet Cole was just so obsessed. Like, could this be, you know, hey, Cole's on the verge of, of beating Pat McAfee at TakeOver, but Undisputed Era walk out on him. Obviously, we're jumping ahead, and we're going to talk preview next week, and we'll have, you know, two more two more episodes of TV in our, in, 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 um, in behind us to, to use to reflect on, but just a, just a thought that came with me when I was watching that play out. Um, but yeah, I'll echo your thoughts on that North American title. Uh, a ladder match, love it. No. You know, when they did, they debuted the title and it was in that ladder match and I think it was six guys. Uh, was that Dallas? No, that wasn't Dallas. New Orleans? New York? Could have been, could have been in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah, again, that was awesome. So I expect... Like this is that next wave of talent. Ironically enough, though, I do think that we're going to get Gargano and Finn Balor in there uh, after those singles matches, but we'll see how those play out. Um, and we'll, of course, preview that down the road. But yeah, injecting the freshness. And and again, Bronson Reed is, is welcome on that picture. Damien Priest, he's been hanging and lurking around for a while. He's had his, a couple of opportunities here and there. Um, this may be that opportunity where it finally breaks through. And I'd have to without knowing who the, the mystery person is, and that certainly could sway this, um, I'd have to think Cameron Grimes has got a really good shot um, at being in that match as well because they they have been featuring Grimes um, quite a bit here in uh, lately and around that North American title um, when he was, you know, being a little bit of a pest to Keith Lee. So, um, which is kind of a, a good role for Cameron Grimes. So, uh, moving on, we uh, just wanted to touch quickly on SmackDown. There's a women's battle royal coming this Friday. We don't know... Who's in it other than it is a tri-branded battle royal uh, for the SmackDown women's title shot at SummerSlam. By doing a tri-branded battle royal, if they have someone from SmackDown win it, it was pointless to me. Um, otherwise, why do that? Why bring the other brands into it? Um, so I've been trying to think of who makes sense. Um, you've got Asuka and, and Banks, obviously. Um, I you know, spoil that a little bit for you, but I think that was obvious where it was going. Um, do do you go Shayna Baszler? Um, what if Shayna Baszler wins the Battle Royal and, and goes against Bailey? Uh, that would be interesting. Um, and especially if you even had her beat Bailey, and maybe she goes to SmackDown. I don't know. Uh, but any thoughts on who you think it might be, Tom? Yeah. Um, yeah listening again in the last hour to finishing SmackDown and hearing that announcement by Stephanie and trying to process that and think through, you know, it would have been cool if we would have had a graphic before SmackDown right. ended uh, or even after that announcement happened to kind of get a picture because then you kind of say, Oh, maybe her, maybe her, maybe her. Um, I think with the way things have been going on NXT and the other brands were on SmackDown kind of having a couple of the ladies having their own piece. Shayna's a good choice. Um, I think she might be focused on Asuka or Raw Underground. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to go with Tegan Knox as a as a guess. Uh, I think oh. Tegan Knox could uh, could fill that spot nicely. I think she might have done everything that she can do too at this point in NXT. Where even though she's still she just won last week, but bumping her into that SmackDown slot and having her go after Bailey, I think that could be a, a great match. Number one. Um, but then another another great uh, new fresh opponent. 
they did a little promo for SmackDown last night, and I they showed just kind of random. I, the two that stick in my head from that promo were Lacey Evans and Rhea Ripley. Um, I don't think Lacey wins it, and uh, Rhea could, but she's got things going on with Mercedes Martinez and the Robert Stone brand, so that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, I think more likely we might see a Rhea Mercedes match at Takeover um, get announced uh, here this week. So. I wouldn't be surprised though, now that you mentioned that, to have Rhea win and still face Mercedes on Takeover and and work both and, shows and and then yeah and still be on SummerSlam. And that could be Rhea certainly. Those are both those will both be good matches. Um, Rhea and Mercedes, I think, will be real good. Maybe um, it's time for Rhea to get the call up, and maybe that's why. And and that could be, yeah, um, you know, and and maybe she puts Mercedes over on the way out, kind of thing. Um, you know, to, to really help build Mercedes, um, which I certainly like a lot better than Rhea and Aaliyah. So, um, or Rhea and Aaliyah and Robert Stone from a couple of weeks back. Um, <laughs> Robert Stone's a great character, but I don't necessarily need to see him in the ring. Um, uh, two more things we wanted to chat with you tonight about tomorrow, whenever it is t- tomorrow, um, tonight or in the morning or whenever you're listening to this. Um, and the first one is AEW. Um, their build for All Out is coming. We'll do a full preview, obviously, <clears throat> sometime the week before All Out, I'm sure, as well. Uh, but so far, uh, the only match officially announced so far is John Moxley defending the world title against MJF. And Tom, I know you've got some thoughts uh, about this because we've kind of talked about it um, in, a, in the group that we're in in Facebook. So uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah. So, uh much like I kind of thought before with the with the previous build of Brody Lee and and Brian Cage, one of these times when you bring in one of these strong heels, and arguably MJF is the strongest heel, perhaps outside of and actually probably outside of Chris Jericho in AEW, the trigger is going to have to get pulled. And especially when you look at the story of MJF, that he's literally not lost a singles match he's lost a match but he did not take the, the fall so he has like one loss on his record it isn't his loss he, he and he's he very clear about that um and i and i recognize that like we're still in the pandemic and we're not getting back to super maybe life is normal and maybe we are maybe i'm maybe i'm making excuses for the product um to justify things that i'm seeing that i don't agree with perhaps i don't know this match didn't like reach me right away when I knew it was coming because I could see the foreshadowing of of how everything was coming together. Um, and obviously they're gonna build it some more. I think the build so far has been good. I think that the the dynamic between Mox and MJF is gonna be great. Um, interested to see them square off in the ring. Maybe they have before. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Um, yeah, and and unfortunately with the disappointing, uh, unfortunate, odd, weird news that college football is probably not happening at all anywhere, uh, at least in the northern uh, part of the United States. Uh, All Out was kind of on my maybe list. It's moved into my absolute definite list now. There will be an All Out viewing uh, happening over here at this house uh, because uh, my teams that I support in college football won't be playing uh, as of today. So, um, yeah, so just that that's where I land with that right now. I have a couple other thoughts on matches we may see, but we don't have to dive into that necessarily now. Um, what tell me, tell me what you think. I know you're high in MJF. Um, so yeah, I am. And, and I think, I think this match works for me, although I, I do agree. Um, they could have done a little more build to get there. Um, they kind of went there quickly. I think they, you know, they had fire fest and then, and then fight for the fallen. And then they were like, okay, now we got to get something going for all out right away. Instead of kind of using those to build towards all out, um, which, which they maybe did in some other little ways too, but around the world title, especially, um, you know, I, I think you could have gone back to cage, honestly, for all out um, because Taz threw in the towel and do some sort of, last man standing or, you know, um, I quit, um, since Taz quit for cage, maybe now you have to be careful there because I don't think you need Brian cage saying I quit. So maybe that's not the right idea either. Um, but a last man match maybe would have been a good way to go. Um, 
I don't. I don't think after all the build they've done for MJF to have no losses in a singles matches, John Moxley should not be the one to give him his first singles loss. Uh, they should use that for someone. MJF can actually help build someone now with that having been his life for the last year. Um, frankly, I think it should be Jungle Boy at some point um, because they've had a rivalry. They've had some really great matches. I think that would be then there could be a lot of fun promos around that and it would be a good way to bring jungle boy up a level um, when he's ready. And and I think he's probably getting there or the other person I could see would be Darby Allen because you're, they're clearly seeing an awful lot in Darby as well. Um, I don't know if Darby needs that win though, to be honest with you, I think he's already there. Um, so I know I'm getting ahead of myself into the pickums. Um, but unless they do something in the next couple of weeks that changes my mind, I don't see how you do this match and not put the title on MJF at all out. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. They're going to start running out of strong heels. If they don't, you know, the money's in the, the good guys chasing the heels and the outside of Chris Jericho, who's the one guy in that company that can probably run his mouth enough to make you go, man, I want to see somebody come and just kick the crap out of that guy and take that belt from him. It's MJF. Um, no question probably the second or third best promo in that company behind Jericho and, and maybe Moxley. Um, Moxley is really good in his own way, different way, obviously. Um, but I, you know, so I, I think it's been interesting. Um, I think some of the other build, they had a lull show here two weeks ago um, where it was just kind of a down show. Things were a little sloppy. Nothing really was great. It was like, meh. but you know what, when you have weekly television, 52 shows a year, you're going to have a clunker now and then. Um, I think they came back in a big way last week. Um, I think this week looks like it's going to be really good. It's tag team appreciation night. Uh, I love me some tag team wrestling. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express and Tully and Arn are going to be there. Uh, they're not going to work each other, which I think that'd be even cooler. We're going to get that match again 30 years later, but uh, we're not getting that. But um, wouldn't shock me to see the Rock and Roll Express work a match, though. They have worked for AEW before in the past. Um, so they might end up in a match, but um, I'm trying to remember the matches they have, but there are a couple of really good tag. Oh, Young Bucks and um, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, which we you know all know if we've been watching long enough. That's Young Bucks and Super Smash Brothers who were tearing it up ten years ago together. Um, so that should be really fun, just from the familiarity that they have with each other. Um, I, I, frankly, I think it could be Grayson and, and Uno's best match in AEW to date, without even you know it hasn't even happened yet. Um, and you got the rematch with Jericho and Orange Cassidy, which was great the first time around. Um, $7,000 bounty match. $7,000 uh, obligation. Um, yeah. You know, how you feel about the orange juice getting dumped on his coat? It's hokey. Jericho does hokey. That's kind of what he does. Um, orange Cassidy definitely does hokey. Um, you have seen AEW from last week. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I knew it was coming. But Cassidy being smart in a couple of his uh, replies in the debate, I thought was great. Um, I thought he did a really good job. I thought Bischoff played off it well, too. Uh, as the moderator went, well, all right, didn't see that coming. You know, I mean, um, I kind of knew it was coming, but it had actually worked a lot better than I thought it would. So um, interesting to see if they go, you know, does Cassidy win this match and they go to Jericho Cassidy 3 at the pay-per-view? Uh, the rubber match um, with some sort of stipulation on it, or I don't know, be interesting to see where they go. Cause I, you're going to really have to hotshot something for those two. And, and you would think they'd both have spots on the pay-per-view um, if they don't do a third match between them. So uh, be interesting to see where it goes. And uh, Matt Hardy's going to kill Sammy Guevara at the pay-per-view is my assumption. Um, because Sammy got a little reckless with a chair that he wasn't supposed to throw through the wrong chair. Um, and Wowza, did he yeah. bust Matt Hardy Out, open? Outside of the main event last week, that was like the hottest segment, in my opinion, on the show. And like, good, bad, or otherwise, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's that element of like the unknown or the real that you go, okay, uh, I, I'm perked up now. Right. So you made me care about a Matt Hardy program a lot more than I thought it could. Um, it, granted, unfortunately, it was through throwing the wrong chair and it busted him hard way, but um, they got heat on that program now. Let me tell you, they got heat and. Matt Hardy, I think, is going to work pretty snug with the young man and, and remind him about why things are done the way they are in this business. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Sammy, you're going to get what, run over again. We're three weeks out from All Out. Does that sound right? 
Is that actually, um, to be on Sunday? Is that actually right? Let's see. So it's September 5th. Uh, it'll be three weeks from this coming Saturday. Okay. So, so they, about they three have and a half weeks right now. They have a lot to build over the next three shows then. They have four dynamites counting tomorrow night. Okay. Okay. Um, spoiler alert, we're recording this on Tuesday. <laughs> I think we've said enough tomorrow's and last night's that people should know that we were recording this on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, they've got four dynamites counting tomorrow. So, uh, be interesting to see. Have you watched any of the uh, Deadly Draw tournament on YouTube? I have not. Yeah, I, I, I've paid, um, I follow I've followed, the results, but other yeah, than that. I've paid attention to some of the names, and it's cool again. Just like I think that that Cody uh, Open Challenge, where they brought in a couple of different you know names, and Eddie Kingston got a contract out of it, well deserved, none you know nonetheless. Um, you know that's you know not to stray too far off, but just it, it, it needs to be stated that like AEW is kind of doing some cutting edge things in a way that is fresh and it feels yep. new and they are the new kid on the block. So maybe it's easier to like tolerate when they have a down week and then they bounce back where we've had raw for so long. We've had raw since 93, 27 years. Right. So and that and that shows evolved, of course. And there's been a lot of iterations of of the different eras of WWE during that time. But it's going to take more than just a Raw Underground or a, so I'm going to call them so far hokey five person uh, faction causing havoc to like really like make the product feel different than it does. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Last topic uh, that we want to hit tonight is uh, just breaking news from earlier today. Ring of Honor is returning uh, to television production later this month. Um, from a tweet I saw from Ian Erica Bonnie, it sounds like maybe next week, actually. So we should have some new content on their TV show, hopefully uh, maybe even by the end of the month. I'm thinking they're going to try to work to get that out pretty quick. Um, I think Ring of Honor has done a really nice job of trying to stay um, connected with fans. They've had uh, some trivia contests that I've been a part of. Uh, spoiler alert, we've won and finished second in two out of the three weeks. Um, two out of three months that that's happened. So, yay, Team Greg H. Um, they've done, you know, some Dungeons and Dragons videos. They've done some kind of out-of-the-box out things. Um, they've also done a week-to-week -week, uh, show, which is kind of a, a little bit like WWE Backstage was on FS1, you know, promos and, and things like that. Um, so they've done some interesting things. Um, you know, unfortunately, they haven't had a show now since March. Um, let me run down, Tom, what the 18th anniversary show was, which was the first show to get canceled. Then, of course, the past versus present show. That wasn't going to fit in storyline as much, I wouldn't think. Um, but where they were when they shut down uh, back in March, the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship match for the 18th anniversary was going to be Roosh defending versus Mark Haskins. The TV championship match was Dragon Lee versus Bandito. And man, I'm ticked we didn't get that match. I'm sure we will, but holy smokes, that's going to be good. Uh, tag championship match was Gresham and Lethal versus Marty Skrull and Flip Gordon. Um, be interesting to see, you know, there was the um, some accusations made against Skrull and there was an investigation launched and Sinclair has said nothing since then. So be interesting to see if they just try to ignore this and and let it go um we don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole but uh, we'll see uh briscoes versus dalton castle and joe hendry shane taylor versus dan dan moff versus kenny king versus bateman uh with the winner getting a title shot of their choice in the future jeff cobb was going to take on slex uh, who we know won't be around um anytime real soon unfortunately because he is in australia uh, session moth martina who is in ireland so won't be back for a little while uh, was going to take on Nicole Savoy, who uh, debuted for AEW in their Deadly Draw tournament. So interesting to see if she will sign with either of them. I thought she had signed with ROH, to be honest, but um, apparently not, because she worked AEW the other night. Uh, Eli Isom was going to take on Bully Ray. Bully Ray has since gone from Ring of Honor. Uh, and PCO and Brody King of the Villain Enterprises were going to take on Ray Horace and Alex Zane. Uh, Brody King has made it clear that he's going off on his own. So it looks like Villain Enterprises may be done uh, moving forward in Ring of Honor. Um, we'll see. Uh, PCO probably going off on his own, which makes me wonder if they're going to keep Skrull maybe off TV for a little bit um, and let that whole situation can come to a conclusion. Or are they going to just 
let it try to simmer down. I don't know. And uh, again, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole of that situation. Um, I think they should look into it and they should make smart decisions about what they need to do there uh, regardless. But uh, they've been pushing the pure tournament in there uh, week by week. So I think that's going to be a real focus here of the TV tapings that they do in the next month. Um, And before the, the COVID situation happened, they had announced all 16 competitors for the tournament. Obviously there are some of them who are not going to be able to be a part of it. They've introduced some other people who are going to be a part of it. Um, We don't know the full list of 16, but here's who was going to be in it before COVID. Doug Williams, Jonathan Gresham, Alex Shelley, Rocky Romero, Mark Haskins, Slex, Tracy Williams, Marty Skrull, Fred Yehai, Yuji Nagata, Joe Hendry, Dalton Castle, Ren Narita, Josh Woods, Tony Deppen, and Jay Lethal. Um, Out of those, I would expect that Doug Williams cannot get here uh, right now. Slex definitely not coming over. Um, Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita also, I would expect not to be uh, making it. So, you know, there's what? Four? four. Yeah. Haskins, probably two. I thought he lived in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, And Shelly's a tag champ over in uh, Impact. So. And I don't know where Joe Hendry actually lives. So Joe Hendry could be questionable too. Right. Yeah, and Shelly obviously works for Impact now. So definitely some people they're going to have to replace. Uh, they have had a promo. Doug Williams um, did cut a promo uh, a month ago, maybe, um, and said when he can, he will be coming for the pure title. So we will see Doug Williams back in Ring of Honor. Um, David Finley announced this week that he's coming. <laughs> in his promo, he said, and I don't even know who the current champion is or if there even is one, but I'm coming for the title. And I was like, Give him, David, give him some content. Like, right, send, him, send, him, send him a summary before he cuts the promo. <laughs> right. I just, I was like, and you used that promo. You didn't call him back and be like, you got to do that again, David. Um, he even mentioned that he usually works for New Japan, but can't right now because he's in the States and can't get to Japan. Um, Jay White is in the States. Could be interesting. Um, but uh, Wheeler, Utah. I don't know if you're familiar with Wheeler, Utah at all. Um, he's worked some MLW, he's worked Beyond, um, and some other places. Um, but he announced on the latest week by week that he is coming to Ring of Honor and is coming in for the Pure Championship, which I think is a really good addition, actually. Utah is, is really good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, until we have the list of who actually is going to be in that. Um, a part of me says, if you don't put that title on Jonathan Gresham, what are you even doing? Um, what are you even doing? But he also is a tag champ right now. So maybe you don't want to want to do that. I got to be honest. I'm excited for Ring of Honor to come back. They were just starting to maybe build some things that I think looked really interesting before the shutdown happened. Um, you know, obviously way out of their control. The whole situation for all of us has been out of our control. Um, I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm, I'm ready to stop having best ofs that I just kind of delete off my DVR um, each week because I've got Ring of Honor set to record. Um, and start watching some things that actually matter. Um, and I don't know if Roosh is in the country either, um, or if he is down in Mexico um, as well. Uh, or AEW got Pentagon out of Mexico, so maybe maybe we can do that still. Uh, interesting to see, but I'm excited for Ring of Honor coming back. Uh, thoughts from you, Tom, on, on Ring of Honor and the Pure Championship maybe? Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited to hear their return today. Uh, it was good, exciting news to to come across the wire, and uh, the fact that they are going to have some focus and some emphasis on those first uh, few weeks, month, maybe month and a half of TV to crown a champion. Again, let's go back to what we say oftentimes on this podcast. We both love tournaments, so uh, the more tournaments, the better. Um, Probably not a true statement, but you and I both won't uh, won't turn a, turn our eye away from a tournament. Coincidentally, um, I, I did just make a ruling. I don't know if you've you've seen it yet. I'm, I'm breaking news to you. Um, in the fantasy wrestling league that you and I are both involved in, uh, you are not allowed to have any competitors in this tournament. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, and again, with with having some new names that they're going to have to infuse in, I think that'll be. Uh, fun to see play out. So one one name we didn't mention that I am eager to hopefully see be reinvolved in, in ROH um, 
and before I jump to his name, I will say the fact that Tracy Williams was on that list when we were running down that list of the eighth or the anniversary show. Uh, Tracy Williams was was absent, but again, knowing that I think he was maybe coming back from an injury or something along those lines, and I, I think, think he was so. going to be ready by the time that the pure tournament started. I think he's cut out well for this too. Um, but the guy that I uh, that I'm eager for and. Don't know where he stands with Ring of Honor. I had to think that they're going to reach out and say, look, listen, we don't have tons of guys, uh, but your name that we'd love to use, uh, and that being Jeff Cobb, because that whatever he was potentially going to do or not do with AEW didn't turn into a, a long-term deal. So um, him back in the fold at Ring of Honor, especially if you're going to put Marty Skrull kind of behind the curtain and keep him there so the other nonsense that's been going on can – either simmer down or be resolved um and and I, by I, by nonsense i don't mean to diminish the claims i mean the fact Absolutely. that that it's actually happening or did happen uh in, in in today's day and age um so yeah so jeff cobb i think could be um a huge asset not only in ring of honor period but as part of a, a pure title tournament yep i think a couple more names to keep a lookout for because they've been recent guests on the roh strong podcast uh mike Canellis. Um, or Mike Bennett, I guess now he's going by again. Um, I think certainly could be a strong candidate to show up in Ring of Honor. Um, and Matt Seidel, I think also uh, will be back with Ring of Honor here before too long. Um, he was going to work that past versus present show, and, and I assume that was going to open the door to some other shows probably too. So I wouldn't be sure, shocked to see that. And they could both work the pure style. Uh, Bennett probably a little bit more than Seidel, but um, I, Seidel can do it. He's he's a technical guy too, uh, even though he's got the flying. And now as he gets a little older, he probably shouldn't fly quite as much. Um, so if he can work a little more map based, um, that might be a good thing too. Um, I, personally, for me, I was really hoping we were going to get to see Jonathan Gresham versus Doug Williams. Like I don't know why that just sounds like a really fun match to me. Um, you know, map based, all of that, and Doug Williams' chaos theory to me is one of the more underrated finishers ever in pro wrestling. I just think it's great. And Shorty G uses it now. Change his name if we're turning him heel, by the way. Good Lord. But um, change his name anyways, because Shorty G is a stupid name. But <laughs> sorry, WWE talk here in the middle of Ring of Honor. But um, <laughs> but I, I love that he's using that move because I just think Chaos Theory was a cool finisher. So um, I, I'm excited. We'll see what's going on. MLW looks like they may be coming back uh, in the not too distant future as well. Um, of course, New Japan is back. Um, Tom and I are both woefully behind our New Japan watching, um, hence why there was no New Japan conversation here. We, we kind of know what's happened, but um, yeah, we're a little behind on catching up. Uh, New Japan's getting our money, but we're not getting anything out of it because we're not watching it right now. Um, so wrestling slowly but surely reopening. Um, Tom, in all of your extra time to watch new wrestling that you haven't watched before, um, that I know you're just dying to fill your time with, uh, there's a company out of Chicago called Warrior Wrestling to look into. They had a show uh, last Friday night that I bought on Fight, um, and I've I've got one of their other shows in the past. They bring in, it's almost a PWG kind of thing, although it also uses um, a number of Chicago talents that I think are kind of interesting. Um, Brian Cage versus Jeff Cobb was on top. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. is their champion, which I'm a little eh on that right now. But um, they had Alex Zane on that show. The Rascals were on that show. Um, Lance Archer was on that show. Warrior Wrestling. Everybody check it out if you get a chance. And they, they, they were at a high school football stadium, yes? They were. And if you've okay. seen any of the aerial shots, they have people, they're actually like 10 or 15 feet apart, not even six feet apart, the groups, um, both in the stands and on the field. I mean, they did a really great job of, of spacing people apart. Uh, and you got that crowd response, though, which was cool. Um, they found a really creative way to do it, and I got to give them credit for that. I hope, I hope it you know, made him some, some bucks. And honestly, that was part of why I threw him my 15 bucks on fight. I still haven't finished the show, um, but I've enjoyed what I've seen of it. And I've enjoyed the other stuff I've seen from them. So they don't run too often, but um, Hey, cause we all have more time in our world to watch more wrestling uh, or not. But uh, Tom, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, call it an evening here before it gets to be uh, Wednesday, your time. <laughs> no, this was fun. I appreciate the good conversation. And again, lots of good things to, to catch up on. And uh, you could even say it's the good, the bad and the ugly, because I think we hit all three tonight uh, on this, on this episode. So yeah, I look forward to connecting again uh, in a week, not having another break. Uh, so let's, let's not let life get in the way. Uh, and uh, when we come back, we'll, 
be previewing TakeOver 30, which is kind of hard to think about, and right. SummerSlam. Yeah, two big two big previews coming in the same show next week. We'll just do one show probably um, and preview both of those shows um, and do our picks and see if I can regain any ground on Tom. Uh, before then, we should probably talk about too. We we did we hit on it last month before uh, Extreme Rules. That's what that awful show was. Um, uh, whether we want to come up with a uh, side bet or how we want to handle that moving forward. So we'll talk about that in the next week um, and come up with something for you all to hear. Yeah, look forward to that. Maybe it'll be an AEW figure, and I'll I'll teach Tom how to find it on Brickseek so he can send it to me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all righty, hey everybody, thank you for um, listening, watching, whatever it is you're doing. Again, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on Apple Podcasts, um, we're on Overcast now, which I don't even know what that is, but apparently that's pod pod app podcast app. There we go, easy enough to say. Um, and spoiler alert. The next time we record, we might actually live stream that show and tell nobody about it um, while we're on YouTube. And maybe there'll be a show in the future that we'll live stream to YouTube um, and tell people about it. Uh, maybe we'll do like a, a post game after a pay-per-view or something. Um, tell folks about it. And, and we actually have the, the ability to invite people in. So who knows? If we got people that want to uh, maybe talk about it with us live, that'd be kind of a fun show to do sometime. So spoiler alert, lots of things coming from two spot monkeys in the future above all stay safe wear a mask people let us get through this masks work it's not political it's common sense all right everybody stay safe tom you stay safe uh stay sane and uh, we will talk again in a week look forward to it thanks man take care